Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, one of my favorite passages in the Gospels and one of Peter's brighter moments. Now, when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Of course, Son of Man is a term that he likes to use to refer to himself. They told him, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. In other words, people are saying, who is this Jesus? Who is this guy walking around doing all these miracles? And they all have theories about it. You remember that the king, Herod, thought that Jesus was doing his miracles in the power of John the Baptist. And so there are people who think this is a resurrected Jeremiah or one of the other prophets in the Old Testament. Elijah never died, so they think maybe Elijah came back. Then Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What a remarkable answer. Christ means Messiah, chosen one, the one who was to come. I don't know exactly when Peter got saved. could argue that it was when he first started following following Jesus. You could argue different points. You could argue that it was after he was restored, after he denied Jesus, when he had a fuller understanding of the death, resurrection of Christ, and the significance of that. You could maybe argue that it happened right around when he said this, recognizes that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, and you are the Son of the living God. What a confession. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Barjona means son of Jonah. So, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah? Maybe Peter's biological father was a guy named Jonah. Obviously, that wouldn't have been Jonah from the Old Testament. There's a lot of Jewish guys probably named Jonah. I wonder if Jesus isn't making a reference to the sign of Jonah that he just talked to the Pharisees about. Blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah, in the sense that the son of the one whose sign is analogous to what I'm going to do. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, I will be in the belly of the earth for three days. Jonah is a sign or a symbol of Jesus. And blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah, the son of the one who shows us this sign regarding who I am and what I'm here for, namely to die and rise. I might be reading into that too much, but I'm curious and I haven't been able to find an answer to that question. Jesus says something else important in that sentence. He says, the fact that you could just confess me as Christ and the son of the living God, that is not something that you received from flesh and blood. This wasn't revealed to you by your father, or by the people around you, but my father who's in heaven revealed it to you. And that's totally true of us today. Any of us who are followers today aren't followers because flesh and blood revealed to us who Christ is. We're not followers of Christ because we heard great preachers or we had a good Sunday school teacher or mom and dad were so great to bring us up in the faith. Those things are all important and God uses all those things, obviously. But at the end of the day, the fact that you and I can put our faith and trust in Christ and recognize him as the son of the living God, the savior, the Lord, the redeemer, the Messiah is simply because God himself has revealed that to us. He's opened our eyes and he's given us hearts of faith. Praise God for that. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a heart of faith and opening my eyes. And I hope you feel the same way if you trust Christ as well. Jesus goes on. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is a very controversial statement that's been debated for centuries, millennia in church history. The Roman Catholic Church believes that Jesus is commissioning Peter here as the first pope. It's interesting. These two words are the same. You are Peter. The word Peter is Petros. That's a 
proper noun and name in the Jewish culture. And the word rock is Petra. So you are Petros, and on this Petra, I will build my church. Roman Catholics would believe that Jesus is saying, on this rock, on you, Peter, Petros, I will build my church. Protestants believe that Jesus is saying, on this rock, I will build my church, referring to the confession that Peter just made. On this rock of truth that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, I will build my church. And that debate still rages. We're Protestants at the Daily Dose, and so my opinion on that, I think the Bible is clear that it's the confession, the truth about who Jesus is, that is going to be the rock that the church is built on. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's good news, because the truth always defeats hell and lies and Satan. Verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever is loosed, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Peter is being given some authority by Jesus here. He's going to give Peter authority in the church age, which is to come after the resurrection of Christ. This authority is given to Peter to preach the gospel. In in that sense, he holds the keys to the kingdom. He can preach the gospel to anyone, and the ones who receive him will be part of God's kingdom forever. And in that sense, Peter has the keys to the kingdom. This is a reality that anybody who is called to preach the gospel has been given in the apostolic age, in the church age. It's fascinating to me that Peter is hearing this before the death and resurrection of Christ. He must just be perplexed about what's going on, and he must have some wrong and false ideas about how this is going to play out. By the time the crucifixion rolls around, it's clear that this is not in Peter's understanding of how the game plan is going to go. This is definitely one of Peter's high points. I hope that we can identify with him in recognizing Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God. doesn't mean that there's not some low points ahead for Peter, but we can be encouraged that God uses broken vessels like Peter, guys who trip over themselves frequently, not only to say brilliant things that clarify the truth for us in texts like this one, but to be great leaders in church history and for the kingdom of God despite our weaknesses. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners, First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.